Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. right everybody if you want your complex questions answered here well by golly you've got it this is karen frazier paranormal underground radio and no rick tonight he is out so fasten your seatbelts. it's going to be a bumpy ride instead we have with us chucky g good evening everyone we were we were i think that our complex questions were being answered yes before the show don't you think yeah Yes, yes they were Answering life's most complex questions. And, so, and um, think, go ahead. I was just saying, I think I should have a new nickname for you. I'm going to call you the Baconator. The Baconator. What do you think? Is that good? Um, I like, I like bacon. Terminator, if, bacon. You know, if I if I had to only eat one food, like if there's only going to be one food I could eat for the rest of yes. my life, yes. I would think it might be bacon. Really? Mm, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I, avocados. I, I, you like avocado? I don't really like love avocados. avocados. I don't like those. I'd, ha- I'd probably go pizza. Pizza? Yeah, That's yeah. not really one food now, is it? I'm sorry, it's what? That's not really one food now, is it? Well, like, what do you mean it's not one food? It's one oh, food. Cheryl says avocados are her favorite. Oh, it's against yes. two against one tonight, ain't it? Avocados are delicious. As a matter of fact, when I was eating my wasabi this evening, I was eating them on. I was eating it on California rolls. Although I don't think wasabi actually needs to be on anything. I think you can eat it straight, and it would be perfectly delicious. And it, what's was, is wasabi? What is that? What is that? Wasabi is the green yeah. horseradish you put on sushi. Ew. Ew. Yeah. No. So, wait, mm. so you eat or, or so you eat raw fish and you put green stuff on it. Um, well, California rolls have have crab. So you say crab or crab? Yeah, crab. They have crab. <laughs> They're crab and avocado and carrot okay. and rice and, okay. and seaweed. All right. They're delicious. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will believe you. You don't I, don't do I, the sushi in the Midwest. I know. My buddy tried to make me. Oh, oh no, the sushi Thanks, here. He, he tried to he tried to make me eat it, and he's like, "Here, try a little bit." So I'm eating. I'm like, "Oh, that's all right." He goes, "What is?" He goes, "It's eel." I'm like, "That is gross, dude." You just made me eat, eat like a worm, a fish, the, uh, a a sea, a worm of the sea. No, okay. So what you need to get is you need to have the sushi that has the the fried soft shell crab on it. Oh, so good. Really? Even a guy from Chicago would like that. Oh, maybe I'll try that sometime. I don't know about the avocado stuff because they're those are the the the, the they're the, the they're green, correct? The avocados. Yes, they are. And they green. kind of look like a giant pear kind of a thing. They Is do, but like... you don't eat the outside. Maybe that's what you're doing wrong. <laughs> I'm eating the rind. Is that what you're saying? That's probably yeah, you don't eat the outside. You just eat the and you don't eat the very middle. Well, you eat the stuff that's, that's in between happening. the outside and the middle. Oh well, no one told me you only eat certain parts of it. Yeah, you can't eat them like a pear. Mm, that would be tasty though. You would get lots of fiber. It would be very fibrous. Yes, it would be. Well, yeah. this is such a paranormal conversation, isn't it? And it, well, you know, we have yeah. to talk about everything, not just the paranormal. You know? I know. Well, we are going to have a paranormal conversation in a little bit. We um, had we were originally scheduled to have somebody else as a guest, but um, she had an emergency come up. Mm-hmm. And so when I said bumpy ride, I was not kidding you. Chuck and I are just winging it. But fortunately, Chuck came up with a fabulous surprise guest that we will be talking to in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rest of the time, you just have to listen to us blather on like crazy people. 
Yes, because it's going to be awesome. I like live running on like crazy people. I'm pretty I good. I really, at- do, I yeah, I I am too. You know, although like I say, it seems like we have our best conversations when we're off the air, but that's mm-hmm. because I just don't think people would want to listen to what we actually talk about. <laughs> I don't know. We could put it out there and see if we can get like some votes on it. I know Dan in the chat room is saying, what are you guys talking about? What are we talking, what are we talking about? about? I don't know, Dan, uh, just everything, everything. We're talking about well, avocados. So, so we were talking about yeah. avocados and things, but Sushi. the other thing we, we were talking about off the air is um, a very oh. important subject, I think. Yes. And um, I think Cheryl does as well. And I think, Chuck, that you, you actually felt so too, although it's it's more it's more important to us. Mm-hmm. And what we were talking about is when you're in a relationship, how long do you have to be in that relationship before you become what shall we call it? Um flatulence. Yeah, flatulence. I say in front of in front yeah. of your partner. <laughs> Share the flatulence of right. your of your, mm-hmm. you know, lower region. Yes. And then how much longer and how much does your relationship have to have deteriorated before you get into like Dutch oven territory? <laughs> That's that's very true. I don't know. Right. Right. I'm pretty well. You know. I mean, like I said, I've been married 26 years, so I mean, pretty much anything flies in my house, and I do mean flies. It doesn't really matter. You know? <laughs> we're, we're pretty we're pretty open around here at the Gatsky house. <laughs> and as I told you, I am not because I'm a freaking lady. Yes, you are. You're a freaking lady. I'm a freaking lady, and that's all freaking there is lady. to it. Yes, ma'am. So, um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, anything new in your life? Anything? No, no. <laughs> That's it. Good night, everyone. Have a nice <laughs> Thank you for coming. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so, no, uh, is anything happening new in your life or anything? I mean, you know. Oh, my gosh. My life is like. You and the hubby, anything? You know, anything you want to share? Um, yeah, let's Come see. On. What would I like to share? Share. How, how's your son doing? He's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just He just ate his burger and left. You know, he was sitting down here and that was yeah. it. How's he doing with his driving now? Because I know at first he was all freaky and he was driving real slow. Is he like picked up where he's like, you know, I'm the driver now, dude? You know, he has yeah. his own car. I mean, he's been driving for a year. Yeah, yeah but I remember at first you were talking that you know he's driving. He kind of drives like grandma. You know, he's, like well, that, no, that's still true. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. and I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. So and he he you know he has this little cute little red convertible that he rides around in now, and you know he's pretty happy dude. That's cool. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. I don't see, uh, no, nothing with the husband, you know. He works. He works, and that's it. And he makes bacon. He makes good bacon. He he does make bacon. He does. Mm -hmm. And Um, he grilled burgers for them tonight, so that's exciting. Does he cook all the time, or do you cook, too? Oh, God, no, no. God, God, no, you don't cook? Oh, no, no, he doesn't. Oh. When uh, when we first were, just when we had first started living together, I hurt my neck. And I mean, heard it in a way that I was flat on my back in bed, and he oh. had to do the cooking. And he gets on these ingredients. He's over there. He's at the table right now, and he knows mm-hmm. exactly where this story is going. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he's armed. So <laughs> if, if something happens, you'll know uh-huh. what. But anyway, okay. so um, he comes in, and he says, "Here, I made you a burrito." Okay. And I'm okay. Mm, a burrito. I took a bite. It was a burrito that he made with green beans. Ew, right? Jim. Ew, uh, uh, can, canned green beans. No, why would? Ew, where would you get the idea to put green beans on a burrito? Apparently, they were beans. 
I know, but I don't understand where you get the idea. It's like, you know what? I'll make a burrito. Let's see what I, you know, if you think uh, chicken, beef, all of a sudden, you know what? I think green beans would be green good beans. in a burrito. And yeah. emeralds kicked up garlic salad dressing. And so what? when you took that bite of this delicious burrito, what, what happened? I told him it was terrible and asked why he would ever put green beans on a burrito. <laughs> and his answer was? Did he have an answer because for Because they're beans. Because they're beans. Yes. Oh, because, because he just likes beans, so... No, because feels... burritos have beans on them. Yeah, but those are refried beans. They're not green beans. They're different. Well, like this is why stuff. I do the cooking. Oh. Well, yeah, Plus, you know, I do... I, I have, like, a cooking blog. And you I have do? a wine blog. And I write cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't yep. know this. Oh, see, that's because you only know paranormal. Oh, I know. Well, this is good. Remember I, I said I have two different websites, one paranormal yeah. and mm-hmm. one that doesn't even mention it. That's my freelance writing website. So this is so so this is the thing. You 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 have cooking blogs and you I have a wine blog. Wow. You have a wine blog? Like Yeah, I used to be like, a wine editor. So you like taste wines and you tell people what, yeah. what, what good or bad or Mm-hmm. I, I know I know a lot of stuff about wine. Wow. See, right? I didn't know. So, I mean, well, how much can you know about wine? I mean, really. Oh, how much can you know about wine? You must be a yeah. two-buck chuck guy. Um, <laughs> I don't drink, so, you know, I don't know. Wine you know, in a so. box. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, so uh, there's a lot to know about wine. There's, I mean, the wine industry is, I, I, we don't have time. This isn't a wine show, but there's okay. a lot to know about wine. Wine is very intimidating to a lot of people, and I try to make it accessible and understandable. I mean, the only wine I used to drink when I was a kid was Mad Dog 2020, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. When I was in college, we would drink the um, Boone's Farm Strawberry. Oh, yeah. 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 That stuff went down like strawberry pop. I know. You had to have like four bottles to to get drunk at all, but, you know, it was great. Oh, and the hangovers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, from that yeah. stuff, I've never mm-hmm. had. I've never had the Mad Dog. My sister oh, is. Worse. My sister is a nurse, and she went down. Would go down um, to like Skid Row. They, you know, it's <laughs> called something else. Yeah. But in Seattle, and she would. They would care for some of the homeless people down there. Really. And they would drink um, something that they called Rub a Dub, and it was um, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty and rubbing alcohol. Ew. Right. I mean, I mean, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty tastes like. It kind of tastes like cough syrup, kind of. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a great tasting thing. It was just a way to drink and and get drunk really quick, and you know. Yeah, never like, had so, it. Never you know, had it. You're lucky because hangovers on that terrible. Well, but I I drank the Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill, so yep, and you good. know, and, and then I would drink like the you know all the blush wine and stuff. But no, now I, um, both Jim and I found we had an interest in it, and mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we did a lot of we did a, we're winos. That's what I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> your winos? Do you oh, ever do you ever like just throw it in a brown bag? Oh, like sure. Why not? Yeah, there you go. You no, but we, you know we live um, in in between two really great wine countries. Um, people don't really realize because they when you think of wine, you think of California. But Washington yeah. and Oregon are make very very good wines. Oregon's well known for its Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. and Washington has a lot of a different wines that they do uh you know a lot of reds cabernet sauvignon um syrah things like that and and they make better merlot than california according to uh jim uh although i don't care for merlot i I only like it in blends but anyway um Mm -hmm. so where we live we get to go to a lot of wineries and taste a lot of really great wines so yay see now i know more about you i'm just i feel like i'm starting to bond with you finally See, there's all sorts of things. All you have to do is go to my non-paranormal website, and you would see. 
I think I'm gonna have to. Yeah, but I like I like hearing it from you. I don't want to repeat it. I want to hear from the from the so to speak the horse's mouth. You know, I want to hear. Okay, it right from here's me. something that you probably don't know about me. Okay. I used to be a competitive bodybuilder. Get out of here! Seriously. Seriously. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I taught oh, aerobics. Really? Uh huh. Really? I was a personal trainer, and I taught aerobics, and I was a competitive bodybuilder, and I did some modeling. And one of my modeling jobs, oh my goodness! Now, I've, people who've heard the radio show already know this, so it's it gets less embarrassing every time I say it. But one mm-hmm. of my modeling jobs was actually like an acting job, and I was a manager for a professional wrestler. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> and was it somebody we would know, or is it just like some? Small-time wrestler. Small-time, small-time oh. guy. His name was Dale Houston, mm-hmm. and um, he was a bad guy. Oh. And I would go around with him, um, you know, and I got to be bad, too. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not really a very bad person at heart. I'm, I'm actually a pretty nice person and mm-hmm. don't say mean things to people and stuff. And as his manager, I got to say the meanest things. <laughs> and did you like it? Was it like... Um, was it like- I one time, I so I did and I didn't. I always kind of felt guilty afterwards, but mm-hmm. I knew it was like acting, kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah. one time, I had a lady follow me into the ladies' room and slap me because <laughs> she didn't like because she didn't like my wrestler. She was, oh, and how did we take right? that? How did we take that? We take that. Well, I looked at her and I I just said, you know, this isn't real, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I walked out of the bathroom. You just blew the whole myth for us, probably they're crying for an hour. Is that real? Um, wow, yeah, Karen. You know, you know, I that to me that just came out of left field. I never saw that coming. You would have never figured that about me. No, ma'am. I never. know. My family was so proud back in those days. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I did all of I did all of those things, oh. and, and you know, now I'm just a middle aged mom and a writer and very proper. You know, yeah, you, you lived the life. You lived the life, Karen. What's I mean? lived the life. I have, so, I have, I have nothing to even top to that. So I'm sorry. I you don't. You really don't. No, uh, I doesn't don't. everybody have a secret like that in their? You know. Okay, yeah. I'm going to tell one on Elaine. You know, Elaine Davison. Yes. Well, proper Elaine Davison. Yes, Miss Proper. Yes. She was in. Oh, Elaine, shoot! I think it was an Aerosmith video. What? Elaine, if it, yeah, I think if it wasn't Aerosmith, she's going to have to correct me in the chat room. But she, yeah, she was in a she was in a rock video. Wow. Well, see, I was in a rock band, so I used to be a singer. Well, I know you sing really yeah. well. Yeah, I used to sing uh, in rock bands and that kind of stuff. We played at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago once for Battle of the Bands. And oh, I well, always I mean, wanted to sing. There's nothing like you know the wrestling thing. I mean, that's pretty darn cool, you know. Um. My parents were really embarrassed, and it was back when I was in my twenties, and so mm-hmm. it mattered to me what what my parents say, mm-hmm. you know, or what they thought back then. Bon right. Jovi, it was a Bon Jovi oh, video. Yes, Thank yes. you, Elaine. Yes, Elaine was in a Bon Jovi video. Wow, That's I know. Cool. See, That's so cool. all Man. of these, all of these seemingly just very straight laced women. You guys are a bunch of we have wild cats. party girls. We have cats. I'm telling you. I know. So, with that being said, your daughter is seventeen years old. Yes, she is. She is. And um, this is what's ahead of her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, great! She'll, <laughs> she'll be like doing some. Dad, I'm going to go and manage a wrestling band. I'm like, no, I talked to Karen. You can't do that. <laughs> hey, yeah. I came out okay. I wound yeah, up I all right. Yeah, you're okay. All right. I, I wound up all right. So let's do this. Um, yes. Your daughter is actually our guest this evening. Yes, she is. 
we're going to talk to her and we're going to get the next generation of paranormal investigators thoughts about you know the field and that's going to be really cool and other than that you know what we're doing chuck you know what it is we're doing what are we doing karen we're free balling that's right we're free balling that's right i like that word free balling free balling man yeah we're free balling people uh, so let's free ball our way to break (laughs) okay and when we come back we'll be talking to your daughter it's rachel rebecca rachel 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 we can call rebecca if you want but you know rachel rachel g rachel g all right, so stick around, everybody. Karen and Chuck will be right back. Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington, in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Frazier. I'm here with my co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, Rick Hale. Hi, everyone. We invite you to join Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network to explore the unexplained every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific and other times in the flyover states. (laughs) Each week we talk with investigators in the field, researchers, authors, and experts about topics that include paranormal investigation, ufology, cryptozoology, and spirituality. So please join us each Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for Paranormal Talk with great guests right here on HazyRadioNetwork.com.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All, all shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. That's right, everybody. Welcome back. Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. As you can hear, monkey in the background just barking away because one of the dogs is eating food, and apparently that's not okay. Um, so, Karen with Chucky G. Yellow. There he is, because Rick's off tonight. And as Chuck and I mentioned before the break, we are free balling tonight. So yes, that's right, exciting. Free that's free right. We had, our, we had our guest cancel. Rick's not here. So mm-hmm. this is it. We're just but, playing games for Mr. Ron. Yes, go ahead. Chuck. Yes. I am going to let you introduce. <sighs> okay. All righty. Well, I'd like to introduce our <laughs> Introduce you. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take two. Roll them. Hi. I would like to introduce our guest for this evening. It is my daughter, none other than Rachel Gatsky. Rachel, are you there? Yes, I am. And are you my- thrilled to be here on, on this show with your father? Um, yeah. And some other old broad you've never met. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Fortunately, I speak teenager because I have one myself. So, Rachel, you're 17. Are you a junior or a senior? I'm a junior. All right. One more year at home. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Chuck, you wrangled up this lovely guest for us. (laughs) And um, not to sound rude, but why? Uh, because I wanted to get, I, I I wanted to have her on my show because she already she even asked to. Am I still going to be on your show? I'm like, yes, honey, don't worry about it. You'll be on my show too. So yes, I brought her on because yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, I know she's on you first. You got her first, see? I was going to say second kid. I was on a show before you were. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, I brought her on because I wanted to kind of. I personally wanted to ask her because I've never really sat and just talked with her in depth about paranormal because, you know, it's, it happens around her all the time in the family here. So it's kind of a big deal in our house. So I wanted to bring her on to get like the younger or the next generation's uh, views on the paranormal, all different things from ghosts to investigators, shows, you know, that stuff. Yeah. You know. Very cool because I will tell you, Rachel, right off the bat, my son is a senior. He's 17 as well. Um, and he used to dig this stuff when he was younger. He would beg to go do this stuff with me. And now, not only does he not want to do it with me, but he doesn't want his friends to know that I do it. So, how do you feel about it? Um, I think it's cool because me and my dad, we used to watch ghost shows when I was a little bit younger. Even though they creeped me out when I was younger, because, you know, I'm little, so. But I've always, I don't know, been interested in it, I guess. And knowing that my dad does, it's kind of cool. See, now, I think that you should write my son an email and tell him that, that his mother is not creepy or crazy, that she's cool. Or I'll just, (laughs) you know what, it's okay, I'll just play this recording for him. There you go. So here's what I'd like you to say. Tanner, your mom is cool. Go ahead. Tanner, your mom is cool. See, there you go. Look at that, huh? That's right. All right, I'm out of here, you guys. Great. Great <laughs> show. <don't... laughs> yeah, thank you. Good night. Not what I needed. Um, okay, so, uh, Chuck, why don't we start off with you interviewing sure. your child then? Okay, not a problem. Excuse me. Your young lady. Okay. <laughs> yes, my young lady. Well, all right, so first of all, um, Rachel, 
why don't you give us an idea? Like I, I was talking to you about this earlier when we were not on the air about life and death and what you think happens after we pass away because it's kind of connected to the paranormal. Um, I mean, you know what my views are and my thoughts are. Can you give me your idea or your feelings on like when we pass away? What are your beliefs? What do you think happens? Um, I don't really have like a certain set opinion about it. Um, it's more or less the unknown, I guess, mm-hmm. which is not a problem. But like, I don't think you go to a specific place necessarily, like heaven or hell or anything like that. Um, sure. I don't necessarily believe in either of the two, to be honest. Like, I know, I feel like there's good and bad, but I don't feel like there's like, oh, there's a God and, and oh, there's Satan. So. Okay. So do you think we come back? Do you think we just... We, I mean, you know, do you do think we, we just come... take a dirt nap and that's yeah, it? Exactly. Do we? Yeah. Right. Um, I think that reincarnation is a possibility in some cases. If that makes hmm. sense. Any cases that you've seen recently? Yeah, my dad showed me something. Made you think a little bit about that, did it? <laughs> Anybody in particular we're talking about? <laughs> and, 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 and since you did see that, what did you think about that? What were your feelings in that? Like when I showed you the picture of Karen and Nellie and I kind of showed you the similarities to the two, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, it was creepy. Very, very creepy. <laughs> Imagine if you were me. But it was cool, too. It wasn't just creepy. It was a cool creepy, I guess. It is cool well, creepy. I understand. Yeah, what would be cool about it? I mean, what, what's what's cool about it? To know that you were on the world before, like, your life now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it definitely. So, so you've been interested in this since you were little, in, in the, at least the ghost stuff. Yes. So, what do you think it was that interested you about it? Um, just the endless possibilities, because you don't really know much about it necessarily unless you like do what my dad does and you go out and investigate stuff which he knows some things but doesn't know all the things so I guess like oh no your dad knows everything (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah he's a genius yeah (laughs) but um, I'll give you the five bucks later thank you okay no problem um just I don't know like just the unknown, I guess, is a cool way to think about it. I think so, too. So do you think that because you've sort of been interested in this and watching the shows and talking to your dad, is death scary to you? Um, It used to be my biggest fear mm-hmm. until um, I talked to Nancy, my dad's friend. Nancy um, Laporta, yeah. Yeah. I talked to her about when Al passed, so I mean, I guess her being able to, like, communicate and my dad being able, all these other people, I guess it doesn't scare me as much, but it's still kind of frightening. Well, that's understandable because, you know, you're used to being you, and and who are you when you're not you anymore, so I do understand that. I have found that I've done this for a long time now, and I've been interested since I was young as well. And um, But I'm a lot older than you. Not as old as your dad, but a lot older than you. Actually, I don't know if I'm as old. How old are you, Chuck? I'll be 53 this year. 
Oh, yeah, I'm younger than your dad. Not much, <laughs> but a little bit. Um, but anyway, now I forgot my point because I just started to feel better because I'm younger than somebody. <laughs> what? Yeah, she's younger. Well, you um, but, but I did find that learning about this as I've gone through my life, um, it's not as scary to me anymore. So, uh, so I have a couple questions from Elaine. What do you tell your friends about the paranormal and your involvement in it? Um, all of my friends know about my dad, and all of my friends think my dad is a huge celebrity, and <laughs> basically just gawk over the fact that I have a dad who does this. Some of my friends don't really show interest in it, but a lot of my friends are always asking, oh, hey, can I go on an investigation with your dad? Yeah. I, like, I like the fact that they're, like, interested, but after a while, asking and asking and asking gets quite annoying. I think that's what happened with Tanner, to tell you the truth, because his friends who do know about it think it's ridiculously cool, and I think he got tired of that. So I understand. So do any of your friends um, get preachy, you know, like if you have maybe some super religious friends or something, and tell you that it's it's not okay for you to be interested in the paranormal? Uh, no, actually. One of my friends, like I know, like her and her family are religious, not like super like, oh my God, God, you know, but... They really believe in all that stuff, but she's interested in it a lot, actually. She's one of my friends who, like, I talk about it a lot with, so. Cool, cool. And Elaine also wants to know, do you just do the paranormal stuff to hang out with your dad, or is there another reason for it? Um, I think it's both, because I like hanging out with my dad, but I also like learning all that stuff. Knowledge is key, so. Sure. You notice that Monkey has not start, stopped by. I know, he's just going time. crazy. She is barking. One of the dogs is eating food, and she barks at anybody who eats food. She will shut up eventually. I, I just don't That's know what okay. to do about it. Okay, That's so okay. Uh, I asked all of Elaine's questions there, Chuck. So I know that you had some pretty specific things, and this is the perfect time. You got your kid in the hot seat. Go for it. <laughs> okay, um, first question would be... Um, I mean, I know you want to come on. You're coming on an investigation with us to the Egyptian theater, which is going to be a, a, a pretty large one. Since this is kind of your first one, we're we're in such a, I guess it's kind of a creepy looking location. How do you think you're going to be able to handle yourself while we're there? Uh, I think I'll be able to handle myself decent. Like being in the dark kind of freaks me out because you never know where you're going to walk unless you got the flashlight in. Stuff, but I think I'll be able to contain myself because I mean, me and my friends do go out at night, so and we've been to some creepy places. I like creepy places. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of your friends, because Karen kind of touched on some of the stuff of like what they think about as far as the paranormal stuff. What are some of the things that kids talk about now? Not just ghosts, like legends and stuff. I mean, what are the, do you know of any of the things you guys talk about? Like when we were kids, we always talked about like Bloody Mary and this kind of stuff. Is there anything nowadays that is, 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 is prevalent with, with the younger crowd, I guess? Um, I know that I think me and you talked about it once. There's like, Two things. Slenderman was uh, like a big thing. Uh, oh, Slenderman was huge uh, here too. Mm-hmm. Is that still really big? Um, not as much. Like I don't know if it is with other people, but me and my friends for a really long time we were like so interested. And me and my uh, one friend, 
we would sit down on the computer and just watch, like, those, I guess you'd call them documentaries or whatever, about Slenderman, and, like, we'd get ourselves creeped out and stuff, so that was fun. What else, now, what else was there besides that? Wasn't there some other weird one you guys were uh, talking Jeff about? Jeff the Killer. Yeah. What was that all about? What is Jeff the Killer? What is that all about? I don't know the whole entire story or whatnot, but, like, apparently there was a guy who went crazy or whatever, and he cut a smile into his face, and then he mm. ended up cutting off his eyelids. Mm-hmm. And if you look up the picture on Google, it's really, really <laughs> creepy looking, but after the why you stare at it, it's kind of funny. Um, but, like, his main thing is, like, oh, go to sleep, and then, like, he comes and gets you or whatever. So mm. me and my friends use that on each other a lot to scare each other before we go to bed. <laughs> That's that from a... Sweet. That Jeff the Killer is actually... It's, like, from a movie or a book or... Because I've really? heard... I mean, it, he wasn't called Jeff... The killer, but I've heard of that, the guy that cuts the smile and the eyelids. I've Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, it's yeah, just I, a really, uh, an urban legend. So do you guys know about black-eyed kids? Is that something that you guys talk about? Um, about? My friends don't know about it, but I do because of my dad. And he talks to me about all the stuff that he either learns or is writing about. So I know about it. I don't think my friends do. Wow, Chuck, way to scare the hell out of your kid. <laughs> Oh, it's not scary. I enjoy it. Oh, the black-eyed kids stuff. I I actually find the black-eyed kids a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, that that is definitely a uh, a weird subject because it's like you know, it, and it, for me, it's always like when I read about that black-eyed kids really quick is I always notice like it's like kids dealing or coming up to an adult in a car or something. It's like, do kids ever like come up to kids? Like I've never found that you know what I mean that connection from kids to kids, it's usually kids to adults. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah. Hey, do do your friends watch the ghost shows on TV? Are they still pretty popular, or do you think they're declining in popularity? Uh, depending on the people, because I know me and a, a couple of my friends like to sit down uh, when my dad's watching them and like watch them with them. We get really intrigued. Although my one friend does get frightened very easily, but she still likes to watch them and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. At least in my little group of friends, we enjoy watching it, especially if, like, it's all of us. It's, like, a lot, I don't know, easier for them, I guess, if it's scary or whatever. Yeah. Have you actually ever personally had a paranormal experience? Um, I only had one, and it was kind of creepy because I was in my kitchen, and I looked downstairs, and I thought I saw my dad walk into his room. And his chair was, like, shaking, like, you know, like, if someone, like, got up from it because it's, like, a lazy boy. And then my dad ended up calling me, and he was upstairs, and he walked downstairs, and that was about one of the creepiest things that happened to me before. Oh, yeah. Is your house haunted? Yeah, yeah, it is. Or do you just get, it's haunted, so, yeah, mine is too. Yeah, and it's, like, it's funny because I think not only did it happen to Rachel, that was the same thing that happened with my son, Ben. They both thought they saw me. Like, like Ben, first he saw me, and he went upstairs in his room. Then Rachel was in the kitchen, looked down, thought she saw me going into my room. And then I come walking out of the room from upstairs, and the first one I run into is my son. He's like, how'd you get up here so fast? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I just saw you go in your room. And I come downstairs, and Rachel's like, how did you get up there? Because you were just over there. And I'm like, I was not in my room. So you yeah, have a was... ghost doppelganger, a ghost old ganger. That's what we're, that's what we're th- <laughs> what, what did you call it? A, do- a ghost old ganger. A ghost. Ghostal ganger? Is yeah. that a real word? 
No, I just made it up. I like it. Oh, yeah, feel free to use it. I haven't okay. trademarked it yet. All right, let's put it in the, put it in the paranormal dictionary. Gilstelganger. That's right, like a ghost that. doppelganger. But yeah, That's our house. really interesting. So your house is haunted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too, and most of the ghosts hang out up in the kids' room, which is hilarious. So he doesn't really? think it's hilarious, but I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good mom. <laughs> I know a lot of the... Uh, spirits in our house or whatever like to tease my brother and I find that quite amusing. How old's your brother? He's 20. Okay. Cool. Yeah. They, they seem to center around him. Okay. Well, hmm, yeah, they center around Tanner a lot here too and Tanner just absolutely hates that. So do your friends, um, like when I was a kid, when, not when I was a kid, when I was a young lady, when I was a teenager, we used to like to play with Ouija board and we had a lot of really scary stories about crazy stuff that happened with the Ouija board. Do you guys have things like that? Uh, my dad has a Ouija board in his room, but yeah. all of my friends are way, 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 way too scared to even touch it. Um, I don't know. I would be interested in doing it. It's not like my dad. We talked about this before. It's not any different than using the equipment he has. It's just old-fashioned. And my a uh, couple of my friends who are, like, more brave or whatever, they used it. But mm-hmm. it seemed like a little too far-fetched of a story. I don't think it actually happened. I think they were kind of making that up, but... Uh, okay. Yeah, but do you guys, do you guys like, do, like, you know, like when Kara was saying, like, the Ouija board, do you guys do, like, we used to do Bloody Mary, too, where you go yeah. into the mirror, you know, and say that kind of stuff. I mean, do you guys, when you ever get together, doing sleepover, anything, do you ever try any of that stuff or share scary stories or anything like that? No, we don't really try anything because, I don't know, I wouldn't unless my dad was there because, yeah, he would take care of it for me. But um, my friends don't really like doing that necessarily, so stay away from that. Yeah, we used to like to do stuff like that. That's probably why I've been so haunted most of my life, huh? Could be. So uh, as far as like, all right, so let's talk about investigating. So, I mean, I know you know some of the the equipment we use because, you know, you've seen it. Is there anything, any any of that equipment that you find in, more interesting than others? You know, because I know you know some of it. Is um, there anything in particular? I love the ovulus. I like using it. I think being able to have that little screen that actually shows you the word makes it a lot easier. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued with the ovulus. Spirit box a little bit, but it's like loud. So yeah, well, tell tell Karen the story about the ovulus and your friend Paige and when she came over one day when we were up in the kitchen. Oh, that was exciting. Um, we were sitting on the kitchen table and my dad brought out the ovulus. I think that was when he first got it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, correct. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to play with it or whatever. And we were sitting there, and my dad was like, "If there's anyone here, say hi." And it was a little quiet, and then it said my friend's name, Paige. And my friend got all scared, and I was like, dude, it's okay. And then my dad's talking or whatever, and then a little bit later, says her name again. Mm. So then it was really quiet for a really long time. My dad's like, okay, we're going to go. Do you want to say bye? And he said, bye, Paige. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So you think the ovulus works then? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we use an ovulus too. I like the ovulus a lot. It's it's a fun one. Yeah, it's cool. So I, I think it's kind of like spotty, but I mean it works really. 
good. Sometimes when it, it does. Work, it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've told you about the one with Jim where I was. We were down <laughs> investigating the museum, and Jim mm-hmm. was at home. Yep. And um, at a certain time in the evening, the ovalist said Jim, and it said hurt. And I thought, huh, I wonder if Jim got hurt. And I was like, oh, that's just silly. It's just throwing out words. I got home that night, and about the time that the ovalist had tossed those words out, Jim had tripped over one of the dogs and, like, tore his calf muscle on a rack in it against the side of a a cabinet. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's kind of wild. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Oh, Elaine says, do you take out your dad's equipment when he's not around? <laughs> I would. Do you? I would never touch any of that because if I broke it, I know I would be dead meat. So you I don't. break, you buy it, kid. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But My kids are trained good. You don't. If right. I if I want to play with something, which I know I've asked my dad if I can take it out, he just tells me not to break it or he'll beat me. <laughs> just get her some dowsing rods. Those are fun to play with, and they're pretty hard to break. Yeah, that's true. I never even thought yeah. about that. Well, she's uh, she's been very interested. In, I mean, since she talked with Nancy too, yeah. um, the psychic end of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I told her that that you were, mm-hmm. and uh, I figured maybe are, are there any questions, Rachel, that you would like to ask or talk about with Karen? Um, come on, I know there's some. I'm trying to think. I know. I don't know if you know about it, but like chakra, what that's chakras. Yeah. Yeah. What would you like to know about chakras? Just what they are and what their use is. Sure, okay. Well, so your chakras are part of your body's energy system, and they're the part of your body that actually connects to the spiritual energy system because what we're really made up of is energy. I mean, and if you you took and you could look really closely at our bodies and our physical matter through like a really super powerful microscope, what you would discover is that what we are is really a bunch of empty space with a few particles floating around inside. And in the middle of all of that are force fields and forces and energy. So that's what we're made up of. And we have energies that make up our body, but we also have subtle energies that are energies that are outside of our body, things like our aura and um, other etheric fields that are around us. So our chakras are the connection from our body to the etheric field around us. So basically what they are is they are a, a energetic connection that connects the physical to what I call the divine. People call it all sorts of things. People can call it the source or, or the zero point field, the energy that makes up the universe. And um, we have seven of them in our body. There's actually, there are more, but we have seven main chakras in our body that run from our sacrum, which is the base of your spine, kind of where your tailbone is, all the way up to the top of your head. And they have different colors and they actually have different connections and connect to different emotional and physical things in your body. So I'll give you an example. One of the chakras is your heart chakra. And it's in the middle of your chest, um, right over your sternum, right over between, you know, where your heart would be. And it's green. And it's a green vortex that spins. And your heart chakra is um, the emotional energy it connects to is love. And physical energies that it connects to would be things like... Um, like heart heart problems and lung problems and respiratory problems and things like that. So if your chakra is clear, because our body sends energy up and down through our chakras, the energy is called kundalini. Um, if if the chakra is clear and open and not blocked, 
you have healthy communication both inside your body and outside your body, but chakras can get blocked. And if the chakra is blocked, you might have some heart problems or you might have some lung problems or you might feel that you're unloved, things like that. So is that too little, too much? Uh, Just the right amount. (laughs) Perfect. There you go. So wasn't there also, didn't you want to know um, if there was, you were talking about like if you could learn things in in, in the world, like in, as far as psychically, wasn't there something you wanted to learn? Wasn't that something you talked about with me? Um, what weren't we talking about intuition? Intuition, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You want you want to know if you can learn to be intuitive? Well, yeah, that's what you were, yeah. We because I, I said we all have intuition, but you she's are asking, you already you know, are, yeah. Right. So your intuition is actually basically what people believe it to be is um it's what you had back when we were cave people, when we had to run from predators a lot. Um, Our intuition was what told us if we were in danger. And so we continue to have that intuition to this day. It's it's part of our evolutionary history. So um, you can build on that. And the way that I suggest that you build on it is through attention. So a lot of people don't understand that their intuition can serve them in various ways psychically until they start doing something like investigating the paranormal. And then all of a sudden you'll walk into a place. Okay, like your house is haunted and you know that. So have you ever been somewhere in your house and just had kind of like the hair stand up on your arm or something and you know somebody's there? Uh, Not in my house, but other places, yeah. Okay, so that's your intuition. So that's the very first thing telling you that something's going on. So then your job is to find out, um, other than the hair standing up on your arm, then how that information comes to you. So if you get that sensation where the hair stands up on your arm, then you might close your eyes and really focus and see if you, if any of your senses, like if you see pictures in your head or you hear words in your head or you just know information or you smell something funny or you think you taste something funny or maybe your side hurts. All of that can be information and ways that a spirit is communicating with you. Um, or maybe you feel really sad and you've had a great day, but all of a sudden you want to cry because you're sad. Those are all ways that you can start to pay attention and understand how your intuition um, connects with others and communicates their information to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So, yes, you can learn it, and the best way to learn it is to work with it. But at the same time, I also think that you need to be safe when you do it, and you need to learn to um, ground yourself. You should ground yourself every day, especially if you're going on an investigation and you want to be working with your intuition. And you do that by closing your eyes and picturing roots growing from your feet deep into the earth. That's all you need to do. Um, And then the other thing you need to do is you need to also learn to shield yourself. So if something, if your intuition starts to pick up something and you start to feel uncomfortable, you start to feel sick to your stomach or something, you need to learn to shield yourself. And all you do is you push out something, you close your eyes, and you imagine mine's a bubble. Mine's a clear plastic or a clear bubble. And I just push the bubble out from the center of my being, and it surrounds me. And um, that's what you do. Yours could be a brick wall. It could be a suit of armor. It could be anything that makes you feel safe. But the main thing is imagine it being pushed out from the center of your being and surrounding you. And if you have those two tools and you have your dad with you, 
then you can start to maybe explore and see a little bit of how you get your information intuitively. When you feel that, you know, somebody's in my space or the hair go up on them, you you know what it feels like. Cool. So what do you think yeah. about that? Was that a good answer, Rachel? Yes, a very good answer. I have one more question. Okay. Um, I uh, am into, like, the whole Wicca stuff. Uh-huh. And I was looking at stuff and... There were these candles, but they were like chakra candles. Is that uh-huh. something that's like a thing, or is that just like made up and I shouldn't waste my time with it? Um, so if so, I recommend to people um, that you you uh, when you're working with your chakras that you listen to your intuition. And if your intuition tells you, you know what, I can benefit from burning these candles, um, then it's not going to hurt you. Um, I find chakras work best with intention. So if you set your intention and you say, I want to work with the energy in my solar plexus chakra, for instance, and you light that yellow solar plexus candle, and that's your intention. It's the intention that matters more than the act, and then the lighting of the candle just becomes part of that intention. Now, I'm not Wiccan, so I don't have a lot of good Wicca answers for you. I know things about Wicca because I have a lot of friends who are. Um, so I, I wouldn't advise you on the Wiccan stuff, but as far as the, the chakras and things, yeah, it's it's all about your intention and setting setting your intention for what you want to do. So I use sound. Um, the chakras are all tuned to different sounds. I have an iPhone. I have this really cool iPhone app. It's called the Chakra Box. cost me 99 cents, which I bet is way cheaper than a chakra candle. <laughs> and um, it just plays tones. And as it plays the tones... You picture the energy moving up for each chakra, and it shows you which chakra it's in. And um, I find that works really well for me. Interesting. And it's only 99 cents. Chakra box. Yeah, write that down, Rachel. Write it down. Chakra <laughs> box. That's right. <laughs> All right. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I guess uh, there's a question for me, Lane. One of them, anyways. One of the many. Um, she wants to know from you, Rachel, do you think you'll continue to be interested in the paranormal after college? I mean, in other words, is this just something like um, you're just interested because I'm doing it? Or, you know, are you going to continue with it? Or do you think you might actually stay with it uh, for a while? What's your feelings on that? I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that. Uh, I may or may not, depending on, like, what I go into when I'm older. Mm-hmm. But- since I'm so interested now, I feel like maybe it will carry on with me. I might not be, like, so connected with it, but I'll be interested in it. See, keep your options open. That's all you got to do. I like that. That's a good answer. Have an open mind. That's yep. a perfect answer. Did we have... Elaine had so many questions. Did we get I know them? she did. Well, no, she had another one. Was, let's see. This one says, all right, Rachel, what do you think of the new cryptid Bigfoot and UFO shows? What are some examples of these shows? Yeah, like, you know, uh, finding find, like, Bigfoot. Yeah, finding Bigfoot. Or, UFO you know, hunters. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're interested in... Ancient aliens, the guy with crazy hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're interested in, like, besides, you know, spirits and ghosts, are you interested in cryptids like Bigfoot or Jersey Devil or that kind of stuff? Are you interested in UFOs, aliens? Yeah, I'm interested in a lot of that stuff. Like, the books that you have in your room, I'm probably going to be reading a lot lately um i'm interested in a lot of it i don't know how i feel about bigfoot necessarily i don't know that i believe in bigfoot being a thing but other than that like ufos and 
I think there is other things out there that we don't know about, but I'm not sure what's what. I gotcha. Yeah, and there's says, a lot out there to look at. Yeah, it does. And someone said in the in the uh, chat room, Rachel, give Jake a shout out. So go ahead, give Jake a shout out. Is this my friend Jake we're talking about? Uh, yeah, because someone named Sweetie Bumble just said, Rachel, give Jake a shout out. So okay, well, I'm giving a shout out to Jake, and I'm pretty sure this is my friend. So <laughs> Paula, Paula, do kids say that? <laughs> yeah, do you guys even say that no, anymore? No, I yeah. am such a nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, what do you say now? You don't say holla. What do you say now? What's what's the cool what's the cool in thing with the kids nowadays? The in uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> 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 <We don't. laughs> okay. He's asking you what's groovy now. What's yeah, groovy? you know what's like, the bee's yeah. knees. Yeah, you know <laughs> what's the cool saying. Hello. <laughs> what's far <laughs> out now? <laughs> I don't know. There's not really like a cool There's saying. Not- there's a lot of, okay, there are teenagers who use all of these cool, or in quotes, cool lingo that they like to make up, and then there's me who thinks all of their lingo is quite stupid. Oh, you, good. You keep protecting the English <laughs> language as it is meant to be spoken. I'm, I, that's perfect. Jack, don't yep. talk her out of that. Okay, all right, I won't. I like that. It's perfect. <laughs> Um, so Elaine wants to know if money was no object, where would you like to investigate? Um, I don't really know any other places other than what my dad talks about. Um, I mean anywhere that Ghost Adventures goes to, or somewhere like international, I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah, yes, like some castles, right? We talked about. You like, yeah. We talked about. Yeah. You, you like go. the you like the Ghost Adventures guys. Yes, Zach Bagans is amazing. Yeah, let me tell you, I insulted him the time. He will never come back on our show. It's true. Karen it was an too. accident. <laughs> Total accident. Didn't mean to. <sighs> yeah. They're good guys. Yeah, they're they they're really they're all all three of them are really good guys. They've all been on our show, um, and I've interviewed all of them multiple times. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we had talked about, remember, we had talked about Chillingham Castle in where uh, Steve Lambert is in um, in England. I mean, just the name Chillingham. Come on. I know. Come on. That's just creepy. How right, Rachel? Not remember that? Haunted. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yep. Yep. You remember that. So, what do you think about, like, in Ireland and the UK, a lot of people believe in things like elves and fairies and leprechauns? Ooh, and good question. What do you think about those? I think that would be insanely cool if that was actually real. Wouldn't it? Because, like, like going to the Renaissance Fair and, like, seeing all these people, like, dressed up as fairies and stuff, if fairies were real, like, my life would be complete. Uh, well, a lot of people do believe they're feel- real. All of the fae they believe are real. And I have a friend who was actually on your dad's show who believes that he talks to those, to the wood sprites and the fairies, and that's William. Chuck, William Becker. Oh, yes, yes, that's okay. correct. I'm sorry, I was reading at the same time. Oh, <laughs> so, my God, you checked out on me. I know, I was reading while well, I was asking about... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I checked okay. out for a minute. I was just reading it, because the question was, when when will Rachel conduct her first investigation within the Dark Investigations? So when when, we're, when are we doing it, Rachel? When's the first one? Where are we going? Uh, we're going to the Egyptian Theater. Uh, I don't remember when, but it's in April. That's right. Oh, very soon. 
Yes, April eighteenth, we're going for uh, an, well, not an overnighter, but we're going for a four about four or five hours, uh, and it's in DeKalb, Illinois, and it's one of the few standing uh, theaters left that is of Egyptian design, and it is supposed to be one of the ten haunted places as far as theaters goes in Illinois. That is exciting. I just yeah. realized that we are one minute past break time. <gasps> right? It's because I, I spaced out. It was my fault. Yeah, it's your fault because, you know, you're the one who's supposed to remember all this. How dare you? <laughs> all right, so let's do this. We'll go to break. Mm-hmm. Um, stick around. We'll come back. We'll, you know, ask Rachel some more stuff. We'll see if we can embarrass her or anything. And um, it's all good. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back with Paranormal Underground Radio, Hazy Radio Network. Hi, I'm Chi. Come join me on my new show called In the Dark Radio. For topics such as ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and more, this is a show you don't want to miss. So stay tuned right here on the Hazy Network from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, right after Paranormal Underground. And let's keep the radio rolling. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Save me. 
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Oh, hey, that's my turn. That's right. I'm sitting here waiting for Rick to be like, hey, everybody, welcome back. <laughs> and I realized that, you know what? Rick's that's not it. here. He's not here. No, Rick. So instead, you've got me, Karen, and Chucky G. Yo! Yo. We're in the house. Can we say that too? In the house. <laughs> oh my God. And, and your daughter is cringing. And right, also, she's like, oh my God. I know. Also with us, yeah. Chuck's lovely daughter, Rachel Gotsky. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. No problem. I thought maybe she was asleep or something. I know. Put her to sleep. She's what like, I had enough you guys. I know. Isn't this a school night? Shouldn't you be in bed, Missy? Spring break. Is it spring break already? Is it so? Is it spring? No. No. It's still really cold there, right? It's yeah. kind of chilly. I I don't know what's going on in Mother Nature's brain right now. Well, Mother Nature may not have a brain that could be that could be it, huh? Yeah. All right. So. um Someone in chat wants to know what kind of stuff does Miss Gotsky investigate? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really investigate anything. I've never done anything yet. Yes. No, you're new. We're getting we're we're taking your temperature on on what you think's going to happen. So on this first investigation, what is like the most amazing thing that could happen? Do you think? Um. That I don't fall. <laughs> so it's just really your your standards are that low that basically you just don't want to trip. Yeah, I'd rather not fall on my face on my first investigation. That would be very nice. Well, I think that that's a noble. I figured she's going to say something, you know, I want to see a full-bodied apparition. I, I want to see my dad scream like a girl and start to cry. <laughs> that would be fun. Hey, hey. Hey, that or Larry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Larry could cry. He'd be funny. So, yeah, okay. no, because we had this talk about, okay, if, if if you get up, if you're afraid or you get scared, you can't run. Because if you run in the dark, you're going to hurt yourself. And so yeah. what you need to do is you got to try to stay as calm as you can and because you have a partner and say, look, I'm, I'm, free, I'm freaking out. I need to move out of this area. And then just slowly move out of the area. I said, no, like, taking off screaming and running with your hands above your head and breaking your neck going downstairs or something. So, I don't think I would ever try to attempt to run in the dark with my klutz abilities. Well, but when your fight-or-flight response kicks in, mm-hmm. sometimes flight is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, what happens if, like, a, there's a spirit that's right in your face and just pops well, up right behind you? I mean, what would you do if you turned around and was staring eye-to-eye? What would you do? I'd probably do what Nick did on Ghost Adventures and scream. I wouldn't okay. run away. I'd probably like run in the other room. Okay. See, and I, I actually have screamed once on an investigation as well. So really? just something that start. Yes. Okay. I got startled so badly that I thought somebody was shooting a gun at us. Whoa. Yeah, it turned out not to be a gun. It turned to be a it turned out to be a projectile that had been uh, curled at us at a very very high velocity by an unseen hand mm-hmm. but yes i actually screamed because i thought it was like a gun so okay. <laughs> so it does ha- screams do happen and 
Um, some people who say they're your friends but really must not be will make fun of you mercilessly forever about it. <laughs> Just do they bring it. it? Do they still bring it up, Karen? Do they? Patty plays it for people whenever she gets the opportunity. Are you kidding? Oh me? my! Are you kidding me, Patty? <laughs> it's kind of funny. Is it really? <laughs> so I screamed and I dropped an f bomb. Whoa! I think you know. I think you ought to bring that and play that on Paranormal Underground Radio. No, no f bombs on Hazel. Well, Radio. you can just beep out the. Can't you just like go boop? You know, like they do. You know, hey, the and then can you do that? Like probably. All right, there you go. Probably. I just so, want to hear the screaming part, not the swearing part. So the screaming. I mean, you know, there are things that may startle you. Mm-hmm. So how haunted is this place? Um, it, it was pretty good last time we last time we went we saw let's see so last time we went we had a lot of uh, activity as far as EVPs and spirit box activity we had a lot of intelligent questions uh, we did take a picture which to us looks like maybe a possible apparition in the uh, in between the seats because one of the gentlemen had actually helped to bring it. Uh, to save it from being torn down, you know, it's a historical uh, landmark. Uh, he died actually in the theater on the first floor. Uh, we've we've seen we, Larry and I both saw you know like shadow figures. Um, heard a lot of different kind of crazy noises. Um, and then uh, I, I know that one person, another team, not us, but had taken a picture on the stage, and you can actually see a full formed. Uh, dark shadow person like standing right on the stage and they, they caught it and when they're on one of their investigations so I mean we yeah, last time we went we got caught a lot we gave, actually gave it back to the theater owner because you know there are lots of people go in there and do this and he was actually kind of surprised at all the stuff we had found so cool yep. so are you prepared Rachel for several hours of sitting in the dark with nothing happening <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty much my basic night Sometimes, if I'm just bored and I just sit in my room, so, so there you go. Thank you. Right. You're good. It'll she's be trained. Fun. She's pre-trained. I'm telling you. She's there she's you go. got it. She's got the she's got what it takes to be a paranormal investigator. I can tell All already. Right. There you go. She can sit down in the dark and it's like just also pretend like you're in your room, and she'll sit there and I'll just gently walk by and plop a little tool in her hand. And say, just hold that, honey. There you go. Yep. Boom. Yep. So and um, so safety first. Somebody in this chat room said safety first, common sense second. The experience and wisdom you get over time. That's true. So that is true. and it wasn't the, and that was that wasn't Elaine that said that either, was it? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. All right. So go ahead. You had a question. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I don't remember. It's gone. That's no, okay. <laughs> this is what happens to middle aged women. It came she, and it went. Yeah, that's right. It was here, it's gone. That's all right. So, what do you think about investigating with your dad? I mean, I know you know we get along and everything, but what do you think about you know, side by side? You know, kind of a, a piece of the family. I'm I'm excited about it because I've been trying to get like anyone in my family to at least come and at least experience it one time just to see what I do. My wife's like, yeah, I want nothing to do with it. My son's like, yeah, I don't want nothing to do. With it. My other two sons, yeah, they're too busy, you know. And all of a sudden, Rachel kind of popped up and said, "Hey, I want to do it." So, what do you think about doing it with your dad? Yeah, it's going to make it a lot easier, I think, because, I don't know, if I was with someone else, I'd probably freak out. <laughs> oh, well, good. So you feel you feel comfortable with me, is what you're saying? He's your safety net. Yes. That's okay. perfect. Well, so tell me, how old do you think somebody should be before they start investigating? Uh, or how young is too young? I, I don't 
think there's a limit unless you're too naive. So maybe like teen above, maybe not 13. I think that's a little too young. Mm-hmm. Maybe like 15, 16 and up. Because you at least have to be mature enough to understand and not break the equipment and <laughs> at least have some knowledge on what you're doing. You know, so keep centering on not breaking the equipment. I, I, I sense that somebody has perhaps drilled that into her head. <laughs> would that be true? Yeah, possible, that... somebody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that would that would definitely be a possible possibility. Has has that like since you were a kid, no, don't touch my equipment, you might break it? No, just I know not to break it or I will be in serious trouble. Okay. Do you think you have any psychic abilities? Um, well, my dad tells me that everyone does. It's mm-hmm. just some people are more keen to it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I do, but I don't know how to use it, so... Well, I would be willing to bet if you keep investigating, you're going to figure it out. That's so you're, interesting. Yeah, you're open to figuring it out then. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. cool. Very cool. Awesome. All right, Chuck, you got any more questions for the kid? Uh, you know, you know, a few of them. So... If we ever decided, like, to not to go ghost hunting and go, like, in the woods after Bigfoot, would you go with me? Um, I'd probably ask you why you think Bigfoot is in the woods, but sure. <laughs> I was just curious if you, you know, strap on some, you know, equipment and run out in the middle of the woods and figure if we're in, we're in, we're in buildings that are dark, I mean, why not go into the darkened woods and chase after creatures? Well, I go into the darkened woods and chase after ghosts. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. There's awesome. not much of a difference, so. Well, except that Bigfoot's not real. A ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I know. I, You know, the, I, what's really funny is back when I started this and I was super skeptical about mm-hmm. ghosts and all of that stuff, I always thought, well, if there's anything that might have some credence to it, it would be cryptids. And that's because, I mean, they're just, a cryptid is just an animal that hasn't been found and classified yet. Right. And it's not really paranormal. Yes. And um, now, yeah, I just, I just really doubtful about the whole Bigfoot thing. Really? How about like, how about like, well, you know, I mean, to you or Rachel, how about like the Jersey Devil or Mothman or any of that stuff? Does any, any, you? I think they're urban legends. What do you think, Rachel? Um, I think some of them might be real, but have to have the evidence to convince me. <sighs> All right. Should leave that I on. know. You feel, well, it's, I, I, you never say never. This is what I've learned in this field. Mm-hmm. You never say never about anything. Like, I fully believe that there is life on other planets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even believe that it might visit here. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you believe that aliens actually maybe come down and check us out? Might. Might. Okay. Why the heck not? Right. I mean, I don't. I, I don't think we could be the only intelligent life form in the whole universe. Do you think no. about that, Rachel? I mean, you know what I mean. What do you think, Rachel? You think? I I think there are other beings out there, uh-huh. though. I don't necessarily think. I don't know if they're smarter or if they're dumber. And I don't know if they actually look like what we think they look like. Do you yeah. think they carry ray guns and shoot us? Would you shoot us? And 
try to, you know. I don't think they would shoot us, and I definitely don't think they'd probe us. <sighs> so no ray guns, nothing like that? No Just Cartman, no Cartman no, anal probes. No. No. <laughs> no. None of that. <laughs> Fair enough. Darn it. So what do you think things like, what do you think crop circles are then? Yeah. Good question. Well, they can either be a prank from teenagers, uh, animals rolling around, or it could be aliens. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Let's stop right there. That'd be some pretty talented animals rolling around. I was going to say, they're... they're, they're, they're (laughs) Sounds You're saying saying that they're... They're rolling around making these gigantic. The Arecibo message. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, really? Um, I don't know. I mean, I was watching a cartoon and the, they were like, this kid was with the guy and the guy was always like going after like Count Chocula or whatever. He was never focusing on like the good stuff and they went to go like check out this crop circle and then just being a cow rolling in the hay. So, you never know. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, everything <laughs> my son knew about ghost hunting before, you know, he started talking to me about it, he learned from Scooby-Doo, too. So I get it. I mean, you know, for the cartoon thing, yeah. I had, we were at a, we were investigating um, a client's house this past weekend, and they had an eight or nine-year-old son. I can't remember his age. And he he said he said something, and it seemed like it was pretty profound. I was like, oh, really? Why do you think that? He said, well, because I saw it on Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my God, this kid is so smart. He's so amazing. No, it's Casper. Using the, he's using the hard facts of the you know the reality of Casper. And the Casper ghost. the Friendly Ghost. Hey, I like Casper the Friendly Ghost. When I was okay, I so hit. let's see. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. No, so go ahead. we talked about reincarnation, and you mm-hmm. thought that that might be a possibility. Mm-hmm. How about, do you know about near-death experiences? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I don't know a lot about them, but, uh, after Al had passed away, my friend was trying to, like, help me cope or whatever, Uh so he gave me this really interesting article about, like, near-death experiences and all that stuff. I don't remember a lot about it, but I've heard about it, and I I find it kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, so do you think that, um what people are experiencing when they when they die and come back do you think that that's is it from a lack of oxygen to their brain or do you think that there's some spiritual element to it uh i think it's more of a spiritual thing okay. to it all right what about mm-hmm. alien abduction do you think that's real mm-hmm. i don't know if they actually take us away but i think they do like come and like try to feed off our knowledge. Okay. How about demons? Um, like I said, like I believe there's good and bad, but I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't think there's uh, necessarily a god or Satan, uh-huh. but I do believe in angels and demons. Okay, that makes sense. And um, I'm going to ask this for Cheryl because this is Cheryl's biggest fear. Do you believe that this zombie apocalypse could happen? I do believe this, and I love zombies to death. And if anything happens, I'm so ready. I have so much knowledge. I just want to use it. Although I'd probably be very, very scared. I want to use everything I've gained from watching zombie films. Oh. 
No, I have something to add to this because this is interesting. You said this because I was going to use this little blip on my show, but I, I got to share this right now. Okay. Zombie Apocalypse Cologne. The American Chemical Society is out with a new video showing how the chemicals that made up the scent of a dead body could be incorporated into theoretically death cologne that would act as zombie repellents. What do you think about that? Um, <laughs> I could, like, okay, are you saying, like, oh, you know, like the, I have this cologne, I spray yeah. it on me, zombies don't know I'm a human. And yeah. now I smell, yeah. yeah, like, now I smell yeah. like a dead person. Like, yeah. I, actually, yeah. I actually think that would work. You think that would work? I think, because, like, if you ever watch zombie movies, like, when a person's walking by, a zombie smells that person because, like, I think they know the scent between, hey, that person's alive, or, ew, that person's dead. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like if you were to, like, take, it just sounds really gross, but, like, the bloods and stuff like that uh-huh. from a dead zombie and wipe it on you, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure you could just walk through crap. It's like spraying yourself with deer pee before you go hunting. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Why the heck not? So, um, vampires are werewolves. Um, hmm. Careful how you answer that question. Oh, we all know my dad loves werewolves, but, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I like both of them, but I don't think I could pick one over the other because, uh, zombies are my thing. Oh, come, okay, come so it's it's so zombies win. So zombies are ghosts. Um, oh, probably ghosts because there's more of a learning opportunity because zombies are pretty much just dead people. Because we have never encountered a zombie. That's true, but. If if anyone knows about it, because I I knew about this, but the one guy who did bath salts and then ended up eating a guy's face off. Yeah, that's a little zombie like. Mm-hmm. That's zombie like, and I swear to God, one of these days it's gonna happen. I'm ready. Well, I will tell you that my husband always says, you know, it could happen. The zombie apocalypse could happen because all you have to do is like mutate the rabies virus. Pretty much. And he's he's prepared. I am too. I or mean, mad, cow, or mad cow disease, right? Couldn't mad cow disease turn yep. into like you know? I mean, you know. like any any plague really could like just take over and everyone become zombies. Like I've had plenty of dreams where me and my dad are like kicking butt. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you you about. totally dig the zombie thing. So do you watch that show Walking Dead then? Um, I never actually watched it because I always thought like eh, I don't know, but I've recently started watching it and. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, the, Jim and Tanner like it. I've never seen it. Wait, no, wait, no, no. Look at this. So, wait, so um, chat? Huh. Wait, what? what? I read okay? the question. Oh, go ahead. I read the question. Go ahead. So and are you yes. as big of a Buffy fan as your father? Yes, yes, I am. You read that I'm question, yeah. right now, and I'm on season four. I've watched it before, but I'm watching it again, and uh, I wish that was my life. You would yeah. like to be Buffy? No, I would like to be Willow. I've never actually seen Buffy either, believe it or not. Because she's a Wicca. And it would be so awesome to have a magic store. It would be so cool. Uh, okay. And so, when you were a kid, did you like like the Harry Potter books and stuff? Um, No, I was never really into like Harry Potter. My thing was Wizards of Waverly Place. At Disney what? Show. Wizards of Waverly Place on Disney. Oh, okay. That was like my show when I was little. And um, I liked Halloween Town. 
uh-huh. which were like like they had witches in it. So, okay. What do you find appealing about Wicca? Um, I don't really necessarily just have like one thing. Just the whole entire thing as like a whole. I don't know. Like it just appeals to me. Like I've never actually thought, why do I like this? I just okay. like it for some reason. Oh, it's it's actually a really great faith, and I know a lot of people in it. And, um, yeah, I just wondered what you had seen that sort of connected you to it. Sometimes you just know that something, that something you connect to something. So that's mm-hmm. okay, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. All right, All right. So what do you think? Anything else, Chuck, or have we, have we done enough to the kid? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've traumatized her quite a lot. She's done quite well. Yeah. You're, you're a very well-spoken young lady. I like that. Thank you. And, and you did good because you didn't just go, yeah, no, yeah, no. That was good. Yeah, that thank you for, for rounding out your answers. Yes. We have some grown-ups who come on the show who can't do that. Yes. <laughs> it's not that hard to travel on your sentences, especially when you have an AED mind like mine. I go everywhere. Oh, yeah, I do too. All right, so... Um, Thank you, Rachel, so much for coming on. It's been really fun talking to you. Thank I you. hope you had fun, too. Thank you, sweetie. All mm-hmm. right. You can you can go ahead and hang up because now your dad and now the grown-ups are going to... No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, well, you grown-ups have fun then. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for no coming problem. on at the last minute. You saved, you, you saved our bacon. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Good night. See you. Bye. All right, well, Chuck, you got a good kid there. Thanks. She trusts And she me. still likes you. How did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. We're just best friends. We always have been. So, and dads and daughters, and, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, guess, I think it's a dad. Well, no, but sometimes I see some dads and daughters where they ain't quite got the same. <laughs> yeah. Each yeah. other as others, but I don't know. It's just we've always been connected, and we all kind of like the same stuff. And so, yeah, it's always been kind of like that way. That's cool. Yeah, thanks. All right. Very good. So what else do so, you want to talk about? I don't know. Cheryl? Cheryl? Yes, hello. Well, hey. hi there. Hi. Hi, Cheryl. How you guys so, doing? So, um, clearly our guest didn't work out this week. I mean, as far as our original guest, but we did fine. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great um, interview, I felt. I like learning... Um, more from the perspective of someone just coming into the field, you know, someone young, someone who's had a long time interest in the paranormal, um, and then now she's going to be investigating, and and I think that's 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 a cool thing to see something like that blossom and and get and where yeah. it, where it comes from, and how it gets started. It's nice that she feels safe with you, oh, and yeah. that she feels yeah. like going with you will keep her safe and protected. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's nice to feel that way about your dad. <laughs> yes, yes. You should be proud because Thank she it sounds very intelligent. She's very well spoken, like Karen said. Uh, just yeah, great. Thank yep. you for having her join us tonight. That yeah. was that was so yes. awesome. Thanks for thanks for pulling our feet out of the fire <laughs> yet again. Uh, I, I, I'd rather have you say saving the bacon. That's because you want to talk about bacon farts, and it's just not going to happen. Oh, well, it just did happen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Karen. Hello. I mean, that's, that's, that's as good as it gets. That's right as there. good as it gets. Really? That's it. So next week, is next week Seth? Seth, yes. Let me pull up the guest list, but Seth is next week. 
And that's that's Michael. He's a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a truly great guy. And his team, White Light Paranormal, does rescue mediumship. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like yep, April 3rd on Paranormal Underground Radio, we'll be talking to psychic medium and co-founder of White Light Paranormal, Seth Michael. I just said all that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, we've covered it twice. Well, there you go. There you go. For the, you for go. those not listening the first time around, now they know. It's repetition, right. you know. And yeah. then um, is Ben the next week? Um, actually, the week after, we do not have anyone booked, but Ben Robeson will be on April 17th, and he is the founder, researcher, investigator at Autonomous Studies of the Enigmatic and Paranormal. Wow. What a wow, name! Right? That Holy name. cow! Said that well too. Oh, I would have messed that all up. <laughs> yeah, that challenged me right there. But wow, I like that name. Okay, good stuff. Nice. Yeah. So, a couple good shows coming up in the future, and so we don't know what we're doing the week we'll after see. Seth, but I we, bet you will figure it out. We don't. We will. Chad just sent me a message. There's a question in chat. I'm trying to find it. What kind of ed- com- education would you recommend for those wanting to enter That's the paranormal it. investigation field? That's it. You guys take it away. You're the inve- you're the you're the longtime oh, investigators. Well, I would suggest finding um, someone who has some experience, and I'm talking about actual experience in the field of investigation, um, not just somebody who saw taps a couple times on TV and runs <laughs> around the cemeteries now. That's so true. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think that that's a good place to start. And then there's a zillion books that you can read. Um, I recommend books by some of the giants in the field. Lloyd Auerbach has some great books about it. Um, Hans Holzer has some mm-hmm. wonderful books. Yes. Uh, you can go. There's a wonderful website. I love this website. I recommend this to everybody. It's the ASAAP. Um, the I'm going to – I have to pull it up. It's okay. the – A-S-A-A-P, paranormal. It's a British... Okay, here's what they're called. Sorry, okay. it's asaap.ac.uk. It's the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, mm-hmm. Paranormal Education and Research. And they've got some great articles on things that just really nitty-gritty basic things like um they have a great explanation on orbs and orb zone theory for instance mm-hmm. and um on on perdelia and all of the all of the things that you need when you're starting to review evidence because i think that's really important is to have a good grounding and understanding what might be evidence and what can be logically explained away mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that's A-S-A- assap.ac.uk. Um, also, I recommend reading things from the Society for Psychical Research. Yep. Um, I, like the, I like the Rhine Institute, too. I like the Rhine so, Institute yeah, yeah. is a good one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who are we missing, Chuck? Um, let's see. Barry Taft, Dr. Barry oh, Taft. Oh, yeah, Barry Taft. Yeah, definitely him because... That that's guy that's that's a very logical thinker on this and doesn't really normally yeah. go leaning you know towards the paranormal at times. So I think it's good. I think because I think it's good to have the uh, skepticism along along with the belief of the paranormal because I think they go hand in hand. You know, and I think it helps you make a to be a better investigator if you're really well rounded on on both ends of that spectrum. 
Um, and then, okay, so mediumship is my issue. How do I stop them taking over motor control? So it's a really good question. And um, I, you need to learn to shield and protect yourself, and you need to learn to set those boundaries so that that doesn't happen. You need to not allow that to happen unless you're, you know how to control it. And um, I don't recommend that mediums do that unless they are really experienced and really good at what they do and know what they're doing. So um, it's like I was telling Rachel, you need to learn to set shields up around yourself and mm-hmm. you need to learn to ground yourself and you need to um, learn to push them out of you. And the best way to push them, if you feel like they're taking control, you need mm-hmm. to push that shield out from your center and and push them away from you. Has it ever happened to you? I mean, you know, because I know your experience now, but, you know, like say when you were first doing it, had had it ever happened to you where you had to, I mean, you were able maybe to get out eventually, but it it took over at first or did it never happen to you? I don't channel. Um, So what she's talking, what they're talking about is channeling. Right. That's what Nancy Laporta does. Mm -hmm. And and so, I mean, I, I channel other, I channel, um, higher intelligence okay in other words i can channel like spirit guide stuff okay but i just have never ever let a spirit get in my space in that way because i push them out and um what i do get is they communicate with me through pain in my body and like i'll get headaches or my chest will hurt or Mm -hmm. all of these things so um the other thing is um if you feel like you have one that's attached themselves to you after you've been out investigating, mm-hmm. um, I come home from every investigation and I take a salt water bath. Really? Mm-hmm. And I burn sage after every investigation. Uh, is, it's that like, just, is, is it to cleanse yourself? Or? Mm-hmm. And what okay. I do is I take a bath with sea salt in water and I, you know, get the water all over me. And then I sit in the tub and I let the water run completely out and down the drain. So it's just regular like salt water. I mean, just regular salt that you put in the water. And yeah, I put sea salt in, or I use I use salt, Himalayan. Okay. I use the Himalayan pink salt, but either that or the sea salt, mm-hmm. a natural salt, not like and, table salt. And do you think that would be good for like investigators, not just mediums or psychics, mm-hmm. or is it just mm-hmm. more geared towards? No, you? I think for anybody, if you okay. feel like something's followed you home. So yeah. first of all, when I leave an investigation. Mm-hmm. I always, in my mind, have a conversation and say, you cannot come with me. I put mm-hmm. up my shield to make sure I've pushed everything out of me. Mm-hmm. And I say, you can't come with me. I'm sorry. And then I go home, and I will typically burn sage and take that saltwater bath and stay in the tub until all of the salt water has drained out of the tub. Mm-hmm. Um, in a couple cases, I've even salted across my doorways so that nothing and windows, so that, sea salt, so that mm-hmm. nothing can come across the threshold into the house. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I was, well, I always wondered about that, too, because, you know, mm-hmm. no offense, but on TV shows like Supernatural, mm-hmm. stuff like that, you see them using salt, to, mm-hmm. just like with uh, John Zaffis when he when he t- collects things for his mm-hmm. museum. He'll yep. put the salt. I was, I was curious, is, is it, and it's just sea salt? That's, there's no other type? I mean, that's what you should be using? Uh, I use sea salt or Himalayan salt. Um, okay. I've even used uh, Epsom salts before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chill Seekers, Chill Seekers yeah. makes a soap mm-hmm. that has um, some herbal protections in it that you can mm-hmm. try. Mm-hmm. I think it's ChillSeekers.com mm-hmm. that you can look and see um, and find that. And then the other thing is that when you go on investigations, 
if you tend to have spirits that really are a little more interactive personally than you would like, I recommend using some kind of a protective stone. I use black tourmaline. T-O-U-R-M-A-L-I-N-E. Okay. Uh, black. You okay. can also use other black stones like obsidian or jet or any of those things, onyx. And those mm-hmm. black stones are very protective and can keep you away, too. And just take mm-hmm. it like you can wear it as a necklace or you can keep it in a pocket. Or mm-hmm. And the other thing is um, don't invite communication unless you're actually really prepared to have that communication. Right. <laughs> and you know you can have other rituals too. You can have you can have um, incantations or chants or anything, prayers, anything right. that feels right to you. Yeah, we do. We use like a prayer of white light when we first start, and we kind of do the same thing. Like when we're when we're done, we're like, okay, you got to stay here. You can't come home with us. We we kind of make sure we meant, you know we bring that forward. And uh, uh, it's, so far, it's seemed to work for us. Though I haven't done any of the other things, like you know taking baths like that and stuff like that. But that's interesting. I'm going to try that just to make sure that, you know, I mean, I have enough activity in my house. I don't need any more, you know, so. Well, and a lot of things, I mean, people, some people just will have a rosary. Or, again, remember how I was talking to Rachel about intention. Mm -hmm. It's really about your intention. Right. So, um, I oh, I did want to mention, if you burn sage. Yes. Burning sage is fantastic. It clears out negative energy. But what it does is, and this is what Patty always tells me, so it leaves the room, the energy in the room, empty. So it's like I took a glass of water and I poured out the water. Now the glass is waiting to be filled up again. Okay. So um, you then burn something that creates positive energy to fill that space. So you want to have you still sweet, want to, I was just saying, yeah you want grass. to have energy right yeah right. so you burn sage and then you burn sweet grass you can also just burn incense or you can burn a candle mm-hmm. you can use positive affirmation it's whatever works for you hmm. interesting yeah well, well that was interesting how you said about the sage because I was thinking well yeah I guess it does make sense that it just kind of voids out all the energy in there and you, you still want to, you want to put back the positive, you know, cause you're just trying to, cause I always, I, that my question was always, Oh, we go in there and we use the sage and we get rid of the negative energy. It's like, well, you can't like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but this is how I felt. You can't like target like the negative without affecting the positive. If it's in the room in the same spot, I mean, how do you say, okay, you can only go to the negative. You can't go to the positive. I would think that it would work for, uh, a, a spirit in general, and then is that true or is that not true? You know, you know, what I'm saying like, can you burn sage and just it's just for just the negative, or does well, it you need affect to, everything? You need, to, you need to bring. Well, it affects it. It clears the energy, but then you yes. burn something to bring the positive in. Okay, so you're. It's you're like an antibiotic. Okay, all right. That's the antibiotics cool take care of the bacteria, mm-hmm. but they also take care of the bacteria. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was my whole point. Cause so, I was, so sweet grass is your yogurt. Okay. Sweet grass is your probiotic. It's my probiotic. That's right. That's good. I like that. That's kind of <clears> catchy. <throat> um, also, you know, if you're going to be investigating, don't mix your spirits. What does that mean? It, don't mix your, what, don't mix your spirits. Don't drink. Don't do drugs. Oh. oh. Don't mix your spirits. Those uh, kind of You need spirits. to go with a clear mind. Um, and I suggest to people... <clears throat> Excuse me, especially people who are very new mm-hmm. to um, 
paranormal investigation and psychic work, that you go in with a shield up. That you go in not wide open but relatively protected. And right. then you let your shield down a little bit at a time as, you're, as you get comfortable. As mm-hmm. opposed to going in wide open. Yes. Yeah, and I say don't provoke either. I don't think... No, you know we we never. I mean, well, I see groups that do that, and I just think that's ridiculous. It's like, well, would you want to go provoking anybody? No, you, you know, treat them like the, you'd want to be treated. They're right, I mean, bodies. Come on, right? And someone will say, someone will say, well, I'm just provoking because I'm going to go to get the the bad spirits. I'm like, all right, dude. If I was a good person and you came up to me and started provoking me and hassling me, <laughs> I could turn angry and be mean at you. And I'm a good person. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means you're you're. Poking the bear, you know what I mean? Or so, you could make them start to cry, and then they feel bad. Yeah, and then yeah, that would be terrible. So I mean, some, yeah, somebody said, let's see, that I can bring spirit back. Mm-hmm. Um, I am aware I can do this, and I'm not sure what that means. Let's see. Chad wrote, "How about a doobie?" Yeah, doobie is mixing your spirits, Chad. Yeah, no, Chad. I think maybe what they're talking about is bringing spirits back would be like going into the light. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that you... <coughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't think that you can insist or make a spirit do anything because, again, they're humans, people mm-hmm. without right. bodies, right. and they have free will just as you do. But okay. what I try to do is I try to engage them in conversation. Mm-hmm. I try to find out what it is that's keeping them here. And sometimes this is a very quick conversation. Sometimes this takes place over the course of the night, and sometimes I have to have this conversation on an ongoing basis. Because once I'm connected to a spirit, I can continue to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but so you're saying I, not necessarily where you can push them into the light. No, you're but I can, sure, I can find out what their reasons are for staying, and I can help, mm-hmm. to, um, help them to get rid of those reasons. Gotcha. And then I can say, now look, do you see, and I see it as a doorway, mm-hmm. and I can always tell how close or far they are from the doorway, because the door gets either close or far to me. I see it, I actually see it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the door is cracked partway open with this kind of a bluish light shining through it. Okay. And that's what I see. And so, and I, I know that they see that doorway too, and I can tell when they, they go through the doorway. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, don't, do you feel that there are some spirits that don't need to cross over or need to go through that doorway, don't you? Or do you, do you feel that some of them are Every, just here because they want to be here? You know what I mean? Yeah, some of them are here because they want to be here. Okay. And some of them have crossed over and they're just back visiting. You know, mm-hmm. every soul has its own path. Every spirit has its own path. And it's not my job to tell them what their path should be. I but, agree. But I do want to find out, like, what if they think that they're sticking around because, you know, they want to, like, I've had a lot of reasons that they've told me they've stuck around. Like, for instance, um, I had a spirit tell me that it was sticking around because this was his house. Mm -hmm. He built this house and he was waiting for his family to come back. He died in the house. I saw him. He had a heart attack. And I said, your family has moved. They've sold the house. They won't come back. If you want to see your family, do you see that doorway? It's going to be much more pleasant and much quicker for you to wait on the other side of that doorway where your family will come to you than for you to wait here in this house. And he understood that, and he went. Well, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's no different than helping a friend make a decision, you know yeah. I mean, in the yeah. same way. Yeah, I but like you that. do it in that way. You do it in a collaborative way, not in mm. a demanding way. 
That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And somebody asked, have they made devices where you can hear ghosts or spirits in real time? Um, well, they had that one, that one, RTV. I've never used that one. There's a, isn't it called like RTV device or something like well, that? there's the ghost the box and there's the ovalis. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that that's theorized what's going on. The other thing is you can plug a headphone into your, uh, into your um, digital recorder and sometimes mm-hmm. hear things that way as well. So, yeah, I mean, I hear them real time in my head. And as a matter of fact, I've had them say to me, you know, when I've said, hey, will you speak into this device? They've said in my head, why you can hear me. <laughs> well, that's a that's an honest answer, right? I mean, I know. Well, that's a, that's, other that's people funny. can't, so that's yeah, right. Exactly, like I can't, so I need to. I need something to be able to to, and I, and I find that exhilarating when you can, you know, communicate back and forth. You know, and yeah. you know that they're understanding what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's just so cool. Yeah. Do all spirits know they're dead? Chad wants to know. Um, I would say that more know they're dead than don't. Yeah. I would, but you occasionally know, I, you'll find some that really just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, how would you not know, though? I mean, you know, you're not hungry anymore. You don't go to the bathroom anymore. I mean, there's certain there's certain signs I would think that would tell you, I'm probably not alive like I used to be alive, right? I mean, once you think? I would think so, but some some are really confused about. I some that have had like this a really sudden, unexpected, or swift death are mm-hmm. so caught up in the anguish associated with whatever led up to that death mm-hmm. that maybe they're really confused and they don't quite get what's happened to them. Right. Well, I mean, you know, because for me, it's like, well, I, I feel my body, you know, because I'm alive right now, so I can feel like when I'm itchy, I can feel. I can feel, you know what I mean, uh, my my actual physicalness. So yeah. I would think that when you pass over, I, I'm assuming I, I you can't feel a, that. I think it's a confusion. I think, actually, what I think you get with the really confused spirits, honestly, mm-hmm. is it's not necessarily that they don't know whether they're dead or alive anymore, but they don't know. So when you die, if if it goes through, you know, the way it's supposed to, you die, you uh, go to the light, all of that stuff. Right? Right. You have instant remembering of who you are, really, Mm -hmm. as a soul. Right. Well, I think that some of these spirits get a little confused and they've forgotten who they are. And they're so identified with the ego that was who they were in this life Mm -hmm. that they don't remember that they're a soul, too. And that's, I think, really what the confusion is. And some of them do. Some of them know they're dead and they're just hanging around. Because they said they were going to haunt their friend Charlie or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so there's all kinds of reasons that they stick around. Um, no, but no, the no, ones, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. But the ones that are really confused, yeah. I think it's not so much that they're confused about whether they're dead or alive, but they just right. don't remember who they're, they're, they're still ego identified. They're still super identified with the body uh, and who, who they, they were, were yeah, right, as exactly. opposed to who they actually are. Yeah, because Chad's saying, is, is proof of life after death really necessary? Uh, it depends on who you're talking to. It's not necessary yeah. for me. I know. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I think some, I think for some people, it's comfort to know that, you know, because some people are really afraid of that. You know what I mean? You know, like yeah. When there's people like in the paranormal field like you or even me now where I'm getting to the point where I'm not really, I'm not really afraid of it anymore. I was. No. I really was when, you know, just when I didn't know anything about anything that I've learned so far, I, I probably was. But now, no. But there are so many people that are still, that still have that fear that, you know, is it really going to happen or is it, right. is it like we're saying? So, yeah, I think for some yeah. people it's a comfort. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is, is that what really struck me is that I'm not afraid of dying. Mm -hmm. And there's some comfort when people I love die. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I lost um, a a woman who was like a second mother to me this last summer. She died of an an aneurysm. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really the first person I've been really close to who's died since I've really believed in the afterlife. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was shocked at still how grief-stricken I was. And she was at my house. I mean, her spirit was at my house talking to me every day, Mm -hmm. but I was just still there. She wasn't here in physical form. I mean, so we're still so attached to who they are physically that even when we can talk to them after they're gone. It's different. Yeah, yeah. that's that's so true because I just wrote an article for the magazine coming out uh, about that because my friend Al, who was an investigator and my best friend, sort of like my brother, he just died three weeks ago and I talked to him through Nancy. I didn't ask. Nancy told me he's here and and gave me some, some clues that I knew it was him. I mean, there's just no way it was anybody but him. But at the same time, I I did feel the same way. I still was kind of, I was still sad because I wouldn't be able to like, you know, go have food with them at our favorite place or, you know, there's certain things um, on this side that we just couldn't do. So I think that yeah. was more of the, I was kind of missing that fact that we weren't yeah. going to do those things, you know. So. Well, you you know, the people that, but but there's comfort in it too. So so mm-hmm. when when Etta died, it was horrible. I, I, you know, probably made a fool of myself at her funeral. I cried so much, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, she was here and she was talking to me. And, and it wasn't that she hadn't moved on. She was just offering comfort. And I know that I can communicate with those people. Mm-hmm. That have passed, and like I saw my grandfather. I just not last night, but the night before, uh, I saw my grandfather. He was about three, he was ninety eight when he died, so he was mm-hmm. about thirty years younger. He was in his sixties, and I just hugged him for so long. And it, it, and it, Jim said, "Well, is, was it a dream?" Well, it was mm-hmm. a dream, but I still saw my grandfather. He was still there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the physicalness of it that you know you. This, like I said, certain things that you missed. You know. Yeah, definitely. So I just looked at the time. <laughs> okay. Time has flown. It's seven fifty-five. Oh my gosh! I hear some dude has a show after us. Yeah, some weird dude. Some guy. Bad What's one his name? Chad Chu. Oh, I think it's Chuck Chuck G. I think that's his name, Chuck G. And he has a wonderful show called In the Dark Radio, which follows this wonderful show. You know, that's right. He has such such a great radio voice. He tries to keep the radio rolling. You know what I'm saying? Keep it alive. That's yeah. fun, interesting right. guests, you know. So, and you're talking. Hey, you have a great guest yeah. tonight. Yes, I do. I have uh, Mr. Patrick Doyle from Ghost Minds will be on tonight. Yeah. So I'm excited to actually talk to him um, about other things. I mean, paranormal too, but I want to yeah. delve into his uh, writing uh, yeah. stuff too. So it'd be cool. Cool, cool, very cool. I met him once at the Oregon Ghost Conference. Seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed really nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's cool. Stick around after this show then to listen to Chucky e. G's show. Mm-hmm. And also after Chuck is the Grandpa Coyote show. Yeah. And I'd like to just urge you to check out all of the programming on Hazy Radio Network because we've got a lot of new shows coming up. As a matter of fact, Cheryl, do you remember when Premiere Week is? I know. Can I oh, know? Chuck, okay, you go. Know. April 7th through the 14th. April 7th through the 14th is premiere week. Lots of new shows premiering on Hazy. You need to be here to check it out. Yes. That's right. All right, Cheryl. Anything else? 
Yes, yes. I want to um, ask our listeners to check out our April 2014 issue, which will be out in a few days. It does feature your article, Karen, and it's we've been talking about it a bit tonight. It's the What's top the 10 exercises for psychic energy. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. If you if you yep. are learning to work with your psychic abilities, it's a wonderful way to, uh, there's some great exercises in there. I use all of them. Awesome. Yep. I'll just show, show Rachel that. I'll have to show her that. Yeah. yeah, so check that out. You can get it at paranormalunderground.net or on your mobile device by downloading our app in the Google Play Store or Apple Newsstand. Okay. And then subscribing. There you go. Yep. There you go. And I um, also want to remind everyone that starting May 1st, we are doing a little time sharing with our good friend Chucky G. Mm-hmm. So Paranormal Underground will go until 7.30 Pacific, uh, 10.30 Eastern, other times flyover states. We start at the same time that we normally do. Uh, so we'll be 6 to 7.30 Pacific, and then Chuck will be 7.30 to 10 Pacific, no, 9. Seven, yeah, 9. 7.30 to 9 Pacific. So we'll yeah. each have an hour and a half, and um, mm-hmm. I think it's a great equitable solution. I appreciate that too, by the way. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's right, so that's it, because we need to get off the air so the next dude who does a show after us <laughs> doesn't get mad at us. Yeah, that's okay. I, I kind of know him personally. We'll be okay. All right. Chuck, thank you so much. Once again, you are just such a lifesaver. And uh, you have a delightful a delightful young lady for a daughter. Thank so yes. appreciate her coming on as well. Not a problem. I'm glad we just didn't bomb too bad, so that's good. Oh, we didn't bomb. Next week, everybody, Seth Michael, come and listen to him. You're really going to love the things he has to say. He's a great guy, and just a, he's a really wise soul as well. So you'll really enjoy hearing and talking to him. So uh, until next week, Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. Have a good week, everybody. Good night. You'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio? Email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at ParanormalUnderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.